It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to a Tuesday. Hope you had a great weekend. Three-day weekend, Father's Day, Juneteenth. Good to be back for one day. Bats Baseball will take over this hour tomorrow. But it's good to be back today on a Tuesday in the middle of June with uh, more to talk about than we should have to talk about. It is Tuesday, June 20th. M&M Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450. To join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thornton's text line is open as well, 502-414-1450. I need to sneeze. Then sneeze. Hello, Scooter. Hello, Scooter John. Dingus is here. I'm here. I made it. Ah, Looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction. Right now, 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller, only 89 cents at Thornton's. You heard that right, 89 cents. Visit Thornton's today, grab a fountain drink, and hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. You've been there, right? You got to sneeze, and you, oh, yeah. you can't, and you look up at the light. My mother always told me to look up at the light. Because uh, that'll help you sneeze. You ever heard that one? It's the opposite of bugs. You ever they heard that say don't wives, look at the light. Wives' tale? I haven't. Uh, that's what I've been told. No, that's she, what I do every time. She also didn't let me go see the movie Jaws. <laughs> Jaws is 48 years old today. I was wondering why you brought that 1975, up. 1975. I was 12. Everybody else is seeing it. No, no. You're not going to see it. I was chastised in the neighborhood. Parents don't understand when you're 12. Yes, it was rated R. Yes, you needed a a guardian or parent to go to the movie with you. I get all that. All my friends saw it. Maybe that's why I just have problems in my older life. You're so salty now. Because I didn't get to see Jaws. What what do you think was the underlying reason why you couldn't watch it? Uh, She didn't want to pay for it. Oh, that's it? You don't think it had anything to do with blood or anything? No, no, no. She didn't want to take me. Period. Bottom line. <laughs> God love her. Rest in peace. But I, I should have been able to go see Jaws. I mean, every you weren't alive. Well, Everybody went and saw Jaws. You've seen it since, right? Oh, 20 times. I love it. That's it. Roy Scheider, Richard Dreyfus, um, Robert Shaw, who played Quint, the guy who went hunting for him. Oh, he was great. Great. I- I've even seen Jaws. Great movie. Well, you haven't seen you haven't seen The Godfather, so I'm shocked that you've seen Jaws. <laughs> Ed's not here, and we're off on a tangent. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, so hit me up on the Eminem Cartage Hotline five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Get your text into the show at uh, that number four one four fourteen fifty. Thornton's text line. I'm sure I said that wrong. Maybe we've been blaming Ed all along, and it's been you know, me. I took a, I took, uh, maybe I've been the problem. Maybe I took a muscle relaxer today. Oh, boy. Yeah. I think I just said the th- the M&M Cartage text line, I think. I'm not I'm not even sure anymore. Whew. I got uh, some, I don't know if it's my wife, of course, <laughs> who worries about everything. God love her. Uh, thinks I have a uh, circulation issue in my leg. I don't think so. So I took a, took a pain pill and a muscle relaxer. That's a good combo. Throw a little bourbon on top of it and. Let's see what happens. Come on. 
The reason I won't be here tomorrow, Bats Baseball. The Bats uh, lost two of three over the weekend to St. Paul, eight to three and twelve to five. The win was twelve to one. Back in action tonight at Charlotte. Explain the game time to me, Scooter. Seven oh four. Sounds normal. Does that mean Nick Kern will be on at six thirty four tonight instead of six thirty five? Absolutely. That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. What's I mean? So you brought it up. TBS with, used to do that back in the day. The exactly. Braves games that were always at seven thirty-five, and everybody else played at seven thirty. Well, that's the thing. You brought it up before we came on air. What's the difference between seven oh five and seven oh four? Yeah, why would you start the game at seven oh four? Is my question. Why not? Is my question. Because it's only one minute difference. Of balance from in the universe. That's why. Everything no, it's starts for, at 7 or 7.05. It's Nothing for, starts at 7.02, 3, or 4. It's for OCD people like you. And I'm OCD too, so it kind of bothers me as well, but it's only one minute. So tune in one minute earlier than you usually would tonight <laughs> if you want to hear the opening couple of pitches, the bats in Charlotte against the Knights. Uh, and 12.05 first pitch tomorrow. I don't know why it's not 12.04, but 12.05 tomorrow right here on the Big X as well for bats baseball. Uh, got NBA news. Bradley Beal is now a Phoenix Sun. Draymond Green and LeBron are vacationing together in Paris. By the way, Draymond is now a free agent. He turned down his uh, player option at uh, $27.6 million. Yeah, I want to discuss that with you. We will. The draft is Thursday night. And by the way, I know I'm going to talk about what you were right about. It's Victor Wimbayama. The N is silent. No way. Yeah. I no heard, way. I, did, I actually did research. Who, who said that? Uh, I heard it on the Dan Patrick show today. He said Bayama. Bayama. Wimbayama. I don't, I don't buy it. Wimbayama. The N is silent. <laughs> so you were wrong on something. <laughs> I knew I had something you were wrong on. If, That's if, it. If I was going to be wrong on anything, I would not expect it to be a pronunciation. That's the one. He will be the number one pick of the San Antonio Spurs Thursday night. I don't know who Charlotte takes in number two. Maybe they trade with New Orleans. and tra- They want Brandon Ingram. New Orleans is trying to shop Zion Williamson. But I don't think Charlotte wants anything to do with Zion Williamson, even though he played at Duke. I think they want Brandon Ingram. Mm-hmm. Uh, Portland's got the third pick, then Houston, then Detroit. That's coming up. We'll talk more about the draft on Thursday. Wyndham Clark wins the U.S. Open, as my producer predicted on Friday. Yay. Way to go, Scooter. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'll take one wrong for one right. Golf clap there. <laughs> Ten under was the winning score. It was eight under after Thursday. Ricky Fowler and Xander Schauffele. Oh, poor Ricky, by the way. Mm-hmm. Five over 75 on Sunday. Awful. Who are you pulling for? Forget gambling. Throw that out. When you looked at the leaderboard at the beginning of Sunday, who were you pulling for? Because I think most people were pulling for Ricky Fowler. See, if I and now if I'm throwing gambling out, I was rooting for Wyndham because I wanted to come in here and be like I was right. <laughs> but if but, I mean, if, throw that out. If, if I'm throwing gambling yeah. in, I was going for Rory, obviously, because that would have yeah. been my best payday. But I mean, yeah, I think either one of those guys I'd have been fine with. I, I, I wouldn't have mind seeing Ricky win either. Roy like McIlroy even par 70 and finishes one shot back. Mm-hmm. I mean. He had his opportunities. He is turning into the guy that fades on on Sunday. And he's he hasn't won a major in 12 years. That's hard to believe. Uh, but he was right there again. Uh, Scotty Scheffler, number one player in the world, finished seven under. Cameron Smith. 
from the Live Tour, finished six under. He finished fourth by himself. Tom Watson, by the way, sent a letter to the PGA and Jay Monahan. Jay Monahan, by the way, has stepped away from his commissionership for a medical issue. Uh, this, I've got to think this is maybe stress related. He's supposed to come back, but there are two other people kind of manning the post while he's gone. Uh, but Tom Watson sent a, basically a scathing letter to the PGA, to the players and to Jay Monahan in particular. Did we have no other recourse than to align with the live tour and the Saudi investment fund? Uh, so this is far from over. Oh yeah. This is far from over. And of course, there's a there's a subcommittee in Congress that wants to take a look at what's going on here. This is going to last all winter long because you've got the British Open in a month. You've got the FedEx Cup playoffs after that. Then you've got uh, November and December. And then we get to January where the Sony Open and a couple tournaments in Hawaii take place. There's a lot going to be happening in the next. We still got six months. Six months to figure out why this happened. What was the impetus? Was it money? Of course, logic tells you everything is money. Who's going to be back on tour? Who's going to be allowed to get back? What are they kind of fine or suspension are they going to have to deal with if they are reinstated to the PGA Tour? What about the PGA Tour players? How about the guys who didn't leave? Are they going to be compensated? If I'm Rory McIlroy, and I stood up and said, hey, we're not, I'm not going. The PGA Tour is the league. I'm the face of this tour, and, and these guys are idiots, and I hate live, I hate live golf, is what he said. Hate it. Hate it. <laughs> What's he going to get now? Because I promise you he was going to get at least as much money as Phil Mickelson or Dustin Johnson or Brooks Kepka or Bryson DeChambeau. Is the is some of that seven hundred billion dollars at the public investment fund? Are they going to say, "Here you go, Rory. Here's your share"? And is he going to take it because it's coming from the Saudis? And one of the reason he didn't go is because he didn't want to take blood money from the Saudi Arabians. Oh, this has got so many layers and so many months to go through to figure out when January rolls around and the Hawaiian tournaments get here. Where are we going to be? Any any idea, Scooter, where we're going to be? No. I mean, I, mean I, I don't think anybody knows. No, I can't even begin to fathom. Congress is going to get involved. Oh, yeah. You got veteran players like Jack Nicholas saying one thing, saying, well, you know, maybe if maybe this is best for golf. And Tom Watson, another well-respected, you know, 80, 80-year-old former great, saying the direct opposite. Tell me why we did this. Tell me. Try to convince me that we didn't have another avenue to go other than getting in bed with the public investment fund of Saudi Arabia. So a long way to go with this, but as it stands, I'm still watching golf. I don't know. I haven't heard of anybody that's boycotting watching golf. I mean, I'd just be foolish. I spent a, the West Coast tournaments are the best. I agree. The best. I had to go to a, a friend's 60th birthday party. Happy birthday, Rilo, by the way. On Saturday night. Had to is a strong word. I wanted to go. <laughs> but I get there. I'm parking and watching some golf. I'm getting my free drinks at the bar and dropping off the present. 
wishing him a happy birthday, and I'm parking in front of the TV. He's got a nice TV, by the way. And I watch golf. And Sunday, I never left the house. And I tell you what I, I enjoy is watching the 1 o'clock guys playing, the guys that are 8 over. Here's Patrick Reed. <laughs> He's 9 over. Let's see if he can get anything going today. Or, or the guy that's out by himself. The first guy out that has a marker with him. A marker is a guy from the club that actually plays alongside him so he doesn't have to play by himself. Really? If there's an odd number of golfers, somebody has to go out by themselves. If an odd number make the cut, then whoever's in last place but makes the cut goes out first by themselves. They always send a marker out. It's usually the club pro or somebody that plays golf at the club uh, and is, you know, one, two handicap. So they can, you know, this guy's not rushing and hurrying up to hit shots and then he finishes on 18 and the next group behind him is on 12. Would you? I you, like watching those guys play. If you were on the PGA Tour, would you rather play a round by yourself with a marker or with a PGA guy? I'd rather play uh, with if I'm if I'm in that position. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't. It, it depends. I think it I depends think, who I'm. Who well, you are? You going to saddle me with Patrick Reed? Well, I think if you're playing with that marker, there's a lot less stress. Like think, this guy's not in the tournament, but I got to have a fun dude. Yeah, I, I gotta sure have a guy that I can laugh with. I'm sure he's fun. Maybe have some crazy bets with uh, along the way, and just enjoy the enjoy the uh, the last day. Because you're getting look the last the guy that comes in last but made the cut, he's still making money. Oh yeah, a lot of it at the U.S. Open. He's still making money. So I just want to have fun. I, I bet the marker's smashing a couple drinks before he goes out. He is, and he's also smashing some tee shots as well. Yeah, I mean they don't put out somebody out there like me that can't play. I, I bet it'd be a blast playing with him. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. But so one o'clock it comes on, and I, I got to see a lot of John Rahm, who was plus two when the round started on Sunday. They 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 try to you know well human interest. People want to see Rahm. People want to see uh, you know Phil Mick. Uh, well, Phil was done on Friday. People want to see Patrick Reed a little bit, and those guys that are six, seven, eight over, you get to watch them and see how, <laughs> and they know like they're out. You mm-hmm. know, we're out. We're just out here playing, seeing how I can go up the leaderboard, how much extra green I can make. But Wyndham Clark, I thought he was going to fold. And you know who else thought he was going to fold? Paul Azinger. Oh, my God. The worst part of my weekend was having to listen to Paul Azinger. <laughs> and I used to like Paul Azinger. I thought he was good. Now he's pompous. He knows everything. Uh, I thought the, the chip shot that Clark hit, that uh, Zinger said he can't get this close. He hit it. It's on the hill. It's getting ready to roll down the hill. It's not going to roll down that hill. It starts rolling down. Well, it's not going to get close. He got it to three feet. I was like, shut up, Azinger. Oh, and the hardest thing in the world to do is to finish off a major. Mm, I don't know if it's the hardest thing in the world. <laughs> There's a lot of harder things in the world. Like finding the, uh, how about, how finding about the submarine. Finding the submarine, <laughs> having your leg amputated. There's a lot of harder things than uh, finishing off a major. He is now making me miss Nick Faldo. And he's actually making me miss Johnny Miller. Whoever, mm-hmm. people ha- players hated Johnny Miller because he criticized everything. But he's better than Azinger is. I can tell you that. Azinger I- wants to criticize everything. And Azinger... He quit playing early in his career because he got the yips. But he wants to criticize everybody else. But I digress. It was a great tournament. 
Uh, terrific finish. Wyndham Clark, give him credit. Never won a major. Won his first PGA tournament this season. Mm-hmm. Never been close in a major and able to fight off Rory McIlroy and Scotty Scheffler, guys who've been there, obviously, and, and done that, and Cameron Smith, who won the British Open last year. Um, so British Open's next. Can't wait for that. At least I can't wait for the first three days of it. Like I said, let me let me rehash. Uh, that's an inside joke. Said uh, Wyndham Clark, most underrated golfer on the tour. You did. Goes out you might wins. have said that. Goes out and wins. You might have said Just that. Saying. By the way, you also would you said rather, he was going to win. I think. Would you rather watch a tournament like that, or with high scores, or would you rather have like a Carnoustie from a few years okay, ago, where they want, were plus one? I don't want twenty five under. No, and we didn't. get But that. I don't want two over either. Yeah. Okay. Give me somewhere between five under and ten under. So and right, I, right where we finished, right in the wheelhouse. They, I thought it was perfect. Yeah. Same. I thought it was perfect. They made the course more difficult each day. I've got no problem with that. But you don't make it where guys can't score. Tommy Fleetwood shot a 63 on Sunday. Except for the last day. Didn't they have a par three that only played like 83 yards? I love that. Yeah. 83 is not. Those guys don't hit 83-yard shots. Exactly. They no, don't. I, that was fun. Um, but Tommy Fleetwood shot 63. Uh, Cameron Smith shot three under on the back. Rom shot a 65, I think. So the scores were there. Mm-hmm. But you had to be precise. On the on the L.A. Country Club, and it got a lot of grief. I don't know what the marine layer is. They kept talking about the marine layer. Once this marine layer burns off, these greens are going to get fast. Well, it never burned off, and I did think it was unfair Saturday evening uh, that Wyndham Clark and Ricky Fowler had to play the last two holes basically in the dark. Now you can't tell it on TV because they've got that that lens fixer. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's called. It's always way darker. But it was dark. And Ricky missed that three-footer on Saturday night on 18 um, for par. I mean, it was a— Are you blaming darkness, though? I'm kind of blaming darkness. I don't think it was fair that they had to play two holes in the dark. And Ricky Fowler basically said that, too. Wyndham Clark agreed. Now, I don't want to put lights up. It's a major. But when you're playing West Coast, you know— Start a little bit earlier. They started too late on Saturday. They started an hour earlier on Sunday to get it over a little bit earlier. Speaking of lights up, can we can we normalize lights on a golf course where I can go out and play at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night? For us, sure. That would be phenomenal. I have no problem with that. For us, yes. I, I'm just so surprised. But I don't want the Masters golf. in prime time. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm with Under you. the lights. I'm with I don't you. want that. Uh, if you want to the Travelers Championship this weekend and finish it in the in the lights, you know, put lights up on 16, 17, 18. I'm fine with that. I mm-hmm. don't care. But not a major. We're not messing with the, with the majors. So British Open's next, then FedEx Cup playoffs, and then we'll try to figure out what the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour and the Public Investment Fund, what's going to happen there. I'm sure I'll have more on that story. The Reds have won nine in a row. We'll get to that. NBA news as well. And uh, a legendary coach makes his second big mistake within a month. He's gone. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.
Spears in the by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Eminem Cartage hotline open, 384-1450 to join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thorns text line open as well, 502-414-1450. The 2023 Summer Junior Golf Classic at Old Capital Golf Club is coming up July 25th, 6th, and 7th. That's a Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at Old Capital Golf Club, ages 6 through 12. It'll be taking place on all three of those days from 10 a.m. to noon, $100 per golfer, $50 if you're a Young Capital member. Hosted by PGA professional Timothy Wiseman, assistant pro Joey Wiseman. Sign up today. You can email timothy.wiseman, just like it's spelled just like it sounds, timothy.wiseman at yahoo.com or text 812-736-1957 if you're interested. Wait, you said if you're a Young Capital member. Did you mean to say old capital member? No, a young. Or if you're a young, if you're a old young, capital member. Well, it's called a young capital member. Huh. It's right here on the paper. I'm reading it off the paper. That's, I mean, that's. No, now, I'm. Look, no. I'm not hating from, on you. I think, coming from my brain, I, you're right. I usually misspeak. No, I think that's. I'm actually reading it. That's great marketing from them. The young it's capital. old capital, but young capital. Yeah, that's yeah, great. I like It'll it. It'll be on the commercial I uh, voice later today. Okay. Young capital. <laughs> All right, news and notes here. Bob Huggins out at uh, West Virginia. I'm sure the uh, boys this morning talked about it a little bit on uh, ARC. Not no? too much, no. Um, Just talked about poaching a couple look, of the players. Well, that's <laughs> Cal and Huggy are tight, so maybe that happens. Um, you can't do what he did a, a half a month ago, and he did it and got away with it and lost a million dollars and had to go to some sort of uh, sensitivity training, which apparently led him to drink some more because he was pulled over in Pittsburgh, didn't know he was in Pittsburgh. That's not a good sign. Yikes. With uh, beer cans in uh, trash bags in the floorboards of his car. Uh, DUI for Bob Huggins coming on the heels of a anti-gay slur or a couple of anti-gay slurs on uh, a radio program. So he is... The legendary Hall of Fame coach is now has resigned. He was allowed to resign. Now, is this a resignation scooter, you think, or a retirement? Will we ever see Bob Huggins again? This is tough to come back from at his age. I don't think there's another school that takes a chance on him, no. Yeah. he may. Maybe he's an assistant. Hey, you know what? Cal needs an assistant right now. No shot. With all that's oh, going on over Kentucky. Else there. No, sh- no shot. shot. They they would not. I'm take glad that you chance. said shot. <laughs> no, I'm I say that tongue in cheek, but uh, he's not going to be a head coach anytime soon, and he's certainly no spring chicken. Uh, let's go to the Eminem Cardinals hotline. Bring in Buzz. How are you today, Buzz, my man? I'm doing fine, John. You guys doing okay? Um, oh, you yeah. don't, you don't want to know. I'm doing great. You <laughs> don't want to know. It, it would take a lot longer than this show has to offer. <laughs> But I'll, well, be, then but I'll, I'll, be, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. <laughs> all right. That, that, that's all I wanted yeah, to hear. Yeah, I'm good. So, I, I, I really thought the golf on Sunday, I know you already talked about it, but I thought the golf was really good. At least it kept you interested because neither one could pull away. Right. And, uh, and they, they each made some saves and uh, some tough shots out there. And, you know, it's funny, though. The commentators were, a couple of them said, oh, we really want think these fairways should be narrower and all that seems like when they were playing they thought the u.s open courses were made too difficult uh 
Yeah, they certainly did. <laughs> they would tell you, you know what, this was a lot easier than when I used to play. Uh, yeah, I think Jim Gallagher and Zinger and all those guys were basically saying the same thing. Yeah, this uh, this is uh, these these are way too wide. However, yeah. the penalty for not hitting those wide fairways was extreme for these guys because any ball buzz that went into any part of the rough, you couldn't see it on television. It was gone. It disappeared. Oh, yeah. uh, so I thought I thought it was a fair test. Well, and even some of their fairway shots, the way the the fairway sloped. The ball wound up in the rough after what looked like a good shot, or it wound up, or it wound up in a divot because all of the balls ended up in the same spot of the fairway because of the slope, and it and a lot of times those guys would hit good shots and they'd end up in the middle of a divot, sandfield divot, and have to hit out of that. Yeah, it was it was crazy. It almost looked like when you see the shooting gallery where they've got the target and all the holes in the target are right close to it. Yeah. That's the way the yeah. divots look. I don't think NBC could have asked for better competition. You had Rory, you had Scheffler up there, you had Cam Smith up there, Tommy Fleetwood's throwing up a 63, you had Ricky and Xander throwing up 62s early. NBC, considering it was a Tigerless tournament, I think they couldn't have asked for a better tournament. Well, and I think that I, I agree with you there, and I also think that those two sixty twos on the first day got people looking because they're saying this this can't be the U.S. Open. What's going yeah. on? And then everybody the scores kind of came back to where you'd expect them to be. But I think those sixty twos got people paying attention right from the get go. I agree with that, but the USGA doesn't like sixty twos on their golf courses. They don't like it. No, and that course got harder every day. And that's the way it should, I think, in a major. It should get a little more difficult, a little harder pin placements uh, as, as the week, weekend goes along. And that's what happened. And that's why 8-under was the lead on Thursday, and 10-under won the tournament. So there you go. Yeah. And I, I, one other thing about the golf, those greens seem to be the biggest greens I've ever really remember seeing. Yeah, we had some 90-foot putts, didn't we? Yeah. I can't hit an I can't hit a wedge ninety ninety feet. Much no, I can't either. I know I can't get a putter there. Maybe I pick it up and throw it; it'll get there. Uh, but yeah, that was it was a fun weekend though. I watched a lot of golf. I did too. I got one other quick question about baseball for you though. All right. Now that he's back, Uh-oh. the Reds need pitching. Did they shop Joey Votto no. while he's still marketable? No chance. No chance. Really? I agree, Buzz. No chance. No chance. He's the heart and soul of that team. Uh, just for the clubhouse effect. And what he did yesterday after the game in interviews with Scott Van Pelt on Center with Jim Day right after the game, um, yeah, I keep him around because he's going to make it better in the clubhouse. And he's not going to get in the way of younger players that are playing better than him if there are such a thing. I mean, the guy went – what did he do last night? Two for three, home run, three RBIs, and clean the game winner? Yeah. That's so, right. I mean, well, that's, if he's healthy. I was just thinking, yeah. If he's healthy. Oh, he'll, he's a big help. You know, I mean, he's the best first baseman they got if he's healthy. And you can move some of those right. other guys around. So, But he he's also somebody that would be very marketable to a contender. Uh, he doesn't have a first baseman or DH. He's a little long in the tooth. Yeah, I disagree, Buzz. I mean, the dude's 39 years old. He's in the last year of a 12-year contract. People just, that are calling the Reds aren't asking about Joey Votto. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Hey, can we get Ellie? 
Can we get Ellie? Nope, you can't get Ellie. <laughs> no, can we get Can we get no, in, India? Nope, you can't get India. Can we get Steer? Nope, you can't get Steer. Can we, what about McLean? Nope, you can't get McLean. Well, but but I, I will say this. They do need they do need uh, some a uh, starting pitcher before the trade deadline. They're going to have to somehow yeah. get a starting pitcher. I agree with that. No, and I like to I like to think that he's going to stay there. I just wanted to offer that up to get your guys' opinion because in today's world, so many guys. I mean, if you think back, just going into a year and a half ago, when the Braves let Freddie Freeman go, now it worked out pretty well with them because. Uh, bringing in the fellow that they Matt brought Olson, in, it's yeah. kind Olson's of a loss. Had, Matt Olson, yeah, and and Freeman's done a great job for the Dodgers, but uh, you don't have the the loyalty between teams. What, what did the Braves do on Father's Day, Charlie? Oh my God, I'm going to talk about that. Oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you talk about oh it. Oh my God, I'll jump out of the way. Unbelievable. You guys have a great Thank day. Thank you, Buzz. Appreciate always the call good to as talk always. To you. Got Scooter all fired up about trading Joey Votto. You all right, Scoots? I'm good. Yeah, I'm just that's off the table. The Freddie Freeman trade uh, or allowing him to leave that was off season, so that's different. Um, but yeah, Joey Votto came back and he said when he came back, I just don't want to get in the way. If I'm not performing, I'll get out of the way here. And he performed last night. He got a walk also. Uh, they ran for him after the walk in the eighth inning. Reds are in first place, Scooter. Yeah, they are. I'm pumped. Reds are in first place pumped. on June. I know it's June 20th. Here's the good thing. It's June 20th. When's the last time they've been in first place this late in the season? Long time. And the other bad thing, it's June 20th. Mm-hmm. You got a long way to go, man. Long way to go. Yeah, but I mean, it, also, if you You're take You're in the those... right division, and I like this makeup of this roster. I've said that from day one. If you take the quotes from Joey Votto, which you already brought up from last night after the game, it's he he talked about how just this whole team's different. The energy in the duck in the clubhouse and the dugout is different. These they expect guys, to win. These guys they not only expect to win, but they just want to play baseball. They don't care about all the outside stuff. They they just want to play baseball. They want to win games. And when and you watch Steer and you watch McClain, you you see that. Oh yeah, you see guys makes like it that. A, makes it a lot of fun. You know, I know Ellie De La Cruz. He wants to call himself the fastest guy in the world and all that stuff, and he's having. But these guys just want to go out and play baseball, and they they believe they're good, mm-hmm. and p- that's part of the problem with a lot of these teams that know they're not good. You don't believe in yourself. Jake Fraley comes off the injured list. When the Reds traded for Jake Fraley, it was a couple years ago uh, with Seattle. They got Fraley back in the in the Winker Suarez deal. The Reds got bashed for that because Cincinnati loved some Jesse Winker. Uh, Suarez had had some big years, but I said I really like Jake Fraley as a left-handed hitting outfielder. He comes back off the off the injured list Sunday, hits a home run against Houston to help sweep the Astros in Houston. Um, yeah, I'm big Fraley guy too. Alexis Diaz, 19th save last night. You didn't see this game, did you? I didn't. No. So I All was right. I was searching around for forever. end of the game. The uh, Rockies had bases loaded, nobody out in the ninth. I saw that. Did you know yeah. that? I was, I was tracking it on the game. Strikeout, strikeout, ground out. Mm-hmm. And Alexis Diaz gets his 19th save. He is uh, maybe the second best Diaz, but no, the he's other the one's best closer the Reds have had in quite a while. Um, you, nine straight, in first place. Milwaukee loses again at home. 
the Cubs aren't the Cubs are playing great. They won five they've won five out of six, I think. They're playing great, but they're not going anywhere. The Cardinals continue to flop, even though they won yesterday. They're not catching up. Pirates have lost seven straight now. They did call up Louisville, uh, former Louisville catcher Henry Davis, the number one pick yesterday. He played right field, got a double his first time up, but the Cubs beat them eight nothing. The Pirates are done. Mm-hmm. They're seven. They've lost seven in a row. I said this was coming. I didn't know when. Oh wait, it's here. Do you want to give me more credit because I said that on Friday? The Pirates stink. Or maybe it was Thursday when Ed was. Well, here. the A's stink and the Royals stink. Pirates. Stink. Pirates just aren't very good. Uh, so it's Milwaukee and Cincinnati, in my opinion. And uh, the here here's what scares me. The Reds have 16 one-run victories. Mm-hmm. That's second in the league. That always tends to balance out. No. It always Reds tends to Reds teams in the out. past, John, they would have lost all these games. It they'd be, always they'd tends have nine to balance one-run wins. out. I'm just nope. saying. That's different Reds as team. As many one-run games as you win, you're going to lose that many normally as well. No. Or close to that. Man. Not for the Reds, baby. Going to catch up. That's the worry. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm, I'm saying not. that's the worry. I'm not worried. Uh, you're an idiot. All right, let's take a break. <laughs> the Reds aren't the only hot team in Major League Baseball. We'll talk about that. We got a 400 hitter going again. We'll talk about that. And I finally watched the movie Scooter's been telling me to watch. I watched it yesterday on Juneteenth. We'll talk about that as well. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage, John Spears. In studio, Justin Kalen on the other side of the glass. Final segment of the day. I was trying to get to some NBA news. I guess I will. I don't know. Uh, Buzz Frank mentioned it. By the way, last chance on the Thorns text line, 414-1450, 502-414-1450. Buzz Frank mentioned it. Charlie Culberson, who was in his second stint with the Atlanta Braves, he's also played for the Rangers, among other teams, his dad was supposed to throw out the first pitch on Sunday in Atlanta for Father's Day. It's a nice gesture. His dad was a minor league player who never made it to the major leagues. Charlie, it's Father's Day. He's a brave. Dad going to throw out the first pitch. Literally hours before that happens, Charlie Culberson gets designated for assignment by the Atlanta Braves. Oh. Basically released. You know? DFA means we'll see if anybody wants to pick you up on waivers. If Mm -hmm. not, uh, good luck. You're a free agent. So instead of his dad doing it, Michael Harris, the center fielder, his dad got to do it. Couldn't you wait a few hours? You couldn't wait till after the game? Let his dad throw out the first pitch. His dad never played a major league game. He spent years in the minors. It's a feel-good story. Man. Does Culberson have resent- resentment towards uh, Harris? I now? would. Yeah. Not toward Harris, but toward the Braves organization. Uh, Harris didn't cut him. Yeah, he <sighs> took a spot? No, he didn't take his spot. Well, Michael Harris he, was there. Somebody else. He took his moment with his dad. He took his spot. He took he, Michael Harris the second, by the way. Did not do anything wrong. Um, I don't know if I would have wanted my dad to throw out the first pitch after what happened to my buddy Charlie there. I might have said, eh, get somebody else. Yeah. But in any event, not a 
not a good timing move on the part of the Atlanta Braves. And I like the Braves, and I like what they do, but that was that stunk. Uh, there is going to be a game next season at Rickwood Field. Ask me what Rickwood Field is. What's Rickwood Field? It is the oldest professional ballpark in the United States and former home of the Birmingham Black Barons of the Negro Leagues. They will host a regular season game between the St. Louis Cardinals and the San Francisco Giants on June 20th. That is one year from today. How about that? What do you think? Figured they'd do they it have the uh, Field of Dreams game now every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the Cubs and Cardinals are going over to London in a week or so to play a couple of games. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you're, I guess you're, it's for Willie Mays. It's to honor Willie Mays. Shouldn't they have put it on? Played with the Giants. Shouldn't they put it on the 19th? Uh, that's, it's probably tied into Juneteenth. It should be on Juneteenth. Whoa. Got a light coming on. Willie Mays heard me. The <laughs> lights are coming on here in the studio. <laughs> Somebody doesn't want me to talk about uh, Juneteenth or the uh, MLB having a game at Rickwood Field that's in Birmingham, Alabama. Giants-Cardinals. That'll be next year. Uh, I always look forward to games like that. Just mm-hmm. the the uh, Cubs played, I think, the Reds in the second version of the game in Iowa, the Field of Dreams game. Uh, the Yankees played the White Sox the first, time, first year they did it. It's great. You hit a home run out into the cornfield. Fun stuff. Different venues are fun. It is. It is. They are, I should say. All right. Reds aren't the only hot team in uh, in Major League Baseball. The San what? Francisco Giants have won eight in a row. Yastrzemski, yeah, baby. Well. They're in second place. Carl Yastrzemski's grandson, Mike, hit a three-run bomb into the into the water yesterday in the 10th inning as the Giants uh, defeated San Diego 7-4 last night. There were seven sweeps over the weekend including Atlanta four-game sweep over Colorado. Boston swept the Yankees in New York. No, I'm sorry, in Boston. Uh, first time in 20 years, really, that they swept them. Um, let's see, who else got sweeps? Milwaukee did sweep Pittsburgh, part of Pittsburgh's fall from grace. Uh, but then the Brewers got bounced by Arizona last night. The Reds, of course, go into Houston. They win 2-1, to 10-3, to and 9-7 to in 10 innings. Philadelphia swept Oakland. Everybody should sweep Oakland. And San Francisco swept the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium. L.A., by the way. They're struggling. Yeah. They are now only six games over five they They're in third place in the West behind the Diamondbacks and the red-hot San Francisco Giants. Ah. <sighs> If I told you at the beginning of the year, here are your division leaders as of June 20th. Atlanta, you would have said okay. Mm-hmm. By the way, the Marlins are in second place. I bet you didn't know that. The, I knew they'd been They've won well, five straight. Thanks to Luis Arias. Atlanta, Cincinnati, and Arizona in the National League. I would have said one of three. All right, American League, Tampa Bay, Minnesota, Texas. Maybe one of three. And by the way, Texas, they won again last night. They won two out of three against Toronto over the weekend. They're now five games ahead of Astros. The Angels. What? The Astros have lost five straight. They're six and a half out. My Anaheim Angels are 41 and 33. They uh, have a 23% chance to make it to the playoffs. They've won seven of their last 10. 
Remember the talk early in the year? Are they going to trade Otani? He's at the end of his contract this year. They don't want to let him leave and get nothing for him. Now you're eight games over 500 and fighting for a playoff spot. There you go, folks. Otani and Trout hit back-to-back homers uh, this weekend. And Angels are eight games above 500, and all of a sudden they're your Angels. No, I'll um, tell you who they're my. They're my Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> Actually, my Cubs stink, and my Orioles are pretty good. I actually, I'm a big Orioles fan in the American League. Uh, but yeah, I usually when Tony and I pick our division winners at the beginning of the year, I always pick the Angels. Always, you got Trout and Otani. Mm-hmm. You, you got to win it at some point. This year, I didn't. Of course, I picked <laughs> Houston. Oh well, what do you? No, I think I picked Texas actually. I think I picked Texas. I have you, to go back and see. You got them somewhere. I got to go back and see. Texas is now 18 games over 500, uh, 95% chance to make the playoffs. I still don't understand these analytics to make the playoffs. The Reds are in first place, Scoots. Um, according to the analytics, the Reds have less than a 1% chance to make the playoffs. What? Yeah. The Brewers in that division, 81.3%. The Cardinals, 39%. They've got the third worst record in baseball, 39%. I've got to see if the sports books are. Pirates, 13%. Cubs, 7.4%. And the Reds, less than 1%. That can't be right. I don't get it. Now. I, I mentioned this last week. I went in right after Ellie De La Cruz got called up, and I bet the Reds to win the division at 22-1. to 1. I certainly wish the season ended today. Two days later, it was 15-1. to 1. I don't know what it is now, but how are they – how is the division leader on June 20th negative – uh, less than 1% chance to, to get to the playoffs? Here's another one. The Dodgers – are 99.7% to make the playoffs. Diamondbacks are 57%. They're six and a half games ahead of the Dodgers. Dodgers are one. Minus, I'm sorry, four and a half. Minus 120 to win their division. And by the what, way. What are the, what are the Giants? Uh, the Giants are plus 425. What are the Diamondbacks? Plus 320. You got the Padres Did at 700. Did you look up the Reds? What are the Reds? Yeah, so the Reds are tied with the Cubs for second in that division at plus 425. Brewers are at minus one ten. Just to win the division, right? Just to win the division. Yeah. I got it at twenty two to one literally two weeks ago. That's Maybe two and a half weeks. Good for you. you to hate, make the playoffs, yeah. the Reds are still plus three seventy. That's hate, incredible. You hate my value bets. I know you do. Well, I'm hoping one eventually comes through for you. All right, a little NBA before I get out of here. You're mean. What how's that mean? Just, I'm rooting it for just you. Is. That's a it's a backhanded uh <laughs> backhanded way of saying it. Uh, all right, Bradley Beal goes to Phoenix. Chris Paul, Landry Shamit leave Phoenix and go to Washington. Chris Paul's never going to play in Washington. Uh, best guess of his destination, Clippers or Lakers. That's where he's probably going to end up. It's got to be Clippers. Uh, boy, Matt Ishbia, the new owner of the Phoenix Suns, I tell you, he's not scared. He brings in Durant. Now he brings in Bradley Beal. Do you know how much? We talked about this, I think, already. Bradley Beal is owed $207 million over the next four years. I mean, they can't afford anybody else. Over the next four years. They got Durant. They got Booker, who they just paid. 
they got three shooting guards, Scooter. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know Booker's probably going to play point, bring the ball up most of the time next oh, and year. Durant will play small forward. Durant will play small forward. But those guys are all three shooting guards. That's what they are. And most and other than Booker, who will hit a three, the other two are mid-range shooting guards. Mm-hmm. And the Wizards, <laughs> oh, man. Chris Stapps, Porzingis, Kyle Kuzma, enjoy your time in Washington. No kidding. They traded Hachimura. Now they trade Beal. They got nothing back for him except Shamit. Congratulations, Landry Shamit. Draymond Green turned down $27.6 million to re-sign with the Warriors. He's an unrestricted free agent. Would you want Draymond Green on your team? Absolutely not. Simple question. Absolutely not. He's still not, he's, not for twenty eight. Okay, mil. he's still eight rebounds, seven assists this year. I, I mean, I'd take him for like eight nine mil. Well, yeah, he sure he, you're not turning out twenty seven point six because you want to get less. He's I, my theory is he turned he turned that down because he was told to turn that down. I think the Warriors came to him and were like, "Hey, Draymond, we're done with the whole thing." Just, Do you think they're out of the Draymond business? I think so. Here's what the Warriors did wrong, though. They paid a lot of money to Jordan Poole, mm-hmm. and it did not go well this year. No. And the Warriors, look, they were dysfunctional since the preseason fight between when Draymond sucker punched Jordan right. Poole. They were dysfunctional the whole year. But now they're stuck with Poole. Obviously, you got, you know, Steph's making a bunch of money. Clay's making a bunch of money. You're stuck with Poole's contract now. And you're right. Draymond, we're not, we're not going to pay you that. Sorry. That's how I think it went down. Um. I don't know. Does it mean anything that he's with LeBron in Paris hanging out? Or are they just buddies hanging out on vacation? I don't read into that at all. And this questions me. I I question LeBron's choices if he's hanging out with Draymond, too. (laughs) I mean, that sounds wrong, but I don't get that. Who are you going to hang out with? I think I'll hang out with Draymond Green. He punched a teammate. He gets technicals every other game. I'm going to hang out with him. We're buds. No show tomorrow. Bats baseball at noon. Talk to you Thursday. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Hey.